0: Tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Hey, Mitch. Hey,
1: Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Hey,
0: Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Mitch. Hey, 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 Hey, Mitch. Hey, 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 Mitch. Hey,
1: Hey 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 hey
0: hey
1: hey It's going all day, man. So I was just talking about, talking in my weather guy on the way back from the period. I'd say like normally, like you know, when you're driving up there, we didn't really talk all that much and the wind was blowing the live trip back and forth. And that truck was fish telling, man. I was all over the <laughs> And on the way back, we just started talking. And honestly, like just the distraction of driving just didn't make me think about the truck fish telling stuff. It was like, like, because this live truck here for for the Fox truck, the mass is in the middle as opposed to being in the back. Oh, okay. So and then the, it's it's on the left side, and then the generator is on the left side. So all so the that's weight, a lot of weight is on yeah. the left side. So when you, you get hit by wind, you're just. Whoosh, and I've talked to people about it, and they're just like, "Yeah, those trucks are just infamous for rolling because of that." And you're just like, "Great!" <laughs> and I've been in a rollover before, and af- after that, it's just like it changes your like your whole like. Oh yeah. How you drive? Yeah. And then most of these guys don't get it. You're like, they're like, "Ah, oh, who cares?" Just I'm like, "No, nah, man, it's it's a horrifying experience. Like that thing nearly, I nearly died."
0: That's true. They oh, told I me, remember honestly, that they told me
1: that. Like the fire department was like, they looked at the truck and they're like, "Wow, because you're so big." That's what saved you. If you were small, you would have be been thrown around. No, it would. the The roof collapsed. Mm. Like on the passenger side, it actually touched the seat itself. Or I was holding it up when I was rolling. That thing was crazy. Man. <laughs> well,
0: that, I mean, that's one thing I don't miss about working at the TV station yeah. is driving the live trucks. Yeah. So is that is that different than the live truck that we used, or I used yeah, to, I, to yeah, drive? Yeah, I still,
1: I still drive the KYMA truck. Do you I still have it? It's still out there. Yeah, yeah, still it's, that. So it's, it's incredible because it's like the, the, like the KYMA truck is a 98, you know, the KCY truck is a 2009. The KCY truck has more miles, like double the miles. Wow. And it just looks, it looks older. It just looks like raggedy. Like, it's just like, mm. when the, K, and then the KYMA truck, because I, I guess it's just two different companies made them. The KYMA truck was built in Florida where I think the KCY truck, I don't know in Saskatchewan or something. Else. <laughs> I don't know where they built it, where they're like, shag carpet looks cool. <laughs> oh, so they took it straight from my dreams. Shag
0: carpeting is cool. Yeah, I was just
1: like, what? <laughs> yeah, I saw that thing. I was just like, first off, I was excited because it's like HD truck, you know? And it, that was like really short-lived after I opened it. I was like, like a lot of the stuff in there, like I mean, you know, electronics, dude. Realistic, bro. Who, realistic. Realistic. Realistic was Radio Shack before Radio Shack started making its own stuff. So there's some realistic stuff in there. And I'm like, ah, uh-huh. <laughs> and that was like what's inside KSWT's truck. Like it's, you know, their their whole philosophy was like, if it ain't broke, why fix it? And you're like, all right, guess because well, yeah, <laughs> the turn of the century came around, bro. That's why you should fix we it. we don't have to crank things anymore. I mean, yeah. Yeah, maybe you you know maybe the eight track player. Maybe take that out
0: <laughs> or buy some eight tracks.
1: Yeah, if you could give me some
0: eight tracks, that'd be amazing. We listen to Cool and the Gang the or something. <laughs> right? uh, one of the questions that we like to, or I like to ask, and it came from an earlier um, listener. His name's Curly. But uh, if you were to have a uh, useless superpower, what? would it be and it has to be completely useless so the example that curly gave was that he and his friend brian cox have to be in the same room and if they manage to high five and there are a plate of fries in there they can turn those fries into curly fries
1: so you have to have a completely useless power I mean, it would be useless to everybody else, but useful to me. Because, I mean, turning french fries to curly fries is pretty bomb. <laughs> I mean.
0: You know, that's just what everybody has said since, uh, since that. It's not useless because sometimes <laughs> you order it and
1: then later you're like, oh, I should have got the I should have got the curly fries. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Oh, useless ones. Ah, oh, man. Ah, oh, man. Let's see here. Mmm. Turning, wa- turning water into that's already taken by Jesus. Yeah, you know he, he took that. He
0: took that one. The ultimate party man, you know, turning the water uh, yeah. into wine.
1: Yeah, I mean, God, no, that would be gross. <laughs> if I sweat secret sauce, but that'd be nasty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Some secret sauce I for know, you, man. And sometimes you like, uh, you know what? There was that one old story. I remember that. that I can't remember what the name of the story was. It was a The guy had to wear, like, a a fur coat, and every time he picked into a pocket, you know, there was, like, I would love a superpower where every time I went into my pocket, there was a taco in there. I like that. It would be Jack in a Box tacos. (laughs) Jack in a Box tacos. If I could have the Burger King tacos that they used to have, I would take those. I I don't even remember Burger King having tacos. They were so (laughs) I got so upset when they discontinued it. And I'm like, they're like, yeah, we just want some in this region. I'm like, this is the perfect region to sell tacos. Like, Jack in a Box, ask him, like, What's their, like, number one selling thing? It's like, two tacos for a dollar. Two tacos for a dollar. And then you get the idiots to buy the monster taco, which blows my mind because you're like, no. That's even more expensive just for one
0: taco. Just for one taco. You get two tacos yeah, for a dollar.
1: I love it. That's, you know, that's perfect. I like so. to have a taco. And you know, and the thing is, it won't help anybody else because I wouldn't share it. <laughs> Everybody will be like, dude, it smells like freaking, you know tacos in here. i like, yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know what's going on. are always in your pocket. If I was like Napoleon Dime, I'd be taters, dude. You know, the taters. <laughs> oh, that was like one of the best parts. I, you know of that movie. I love those movies that, like, you know, when they're, in the, you know, they, you don't think they're gonna do that well. And then you watch it, and it becomes like a like a cult, like a cult class, classic, bro. Right, like uh, Office Space, man. You know, who thought? Like, I love that movie. <laughs> and you know when you think of it, like if I when I saw like the preview, I was just like, oh, that's boring. Yeah. And then but, I watched it. I'm just like, that's this is one of, like, one of my favorite movies
0: because a lot of people can relate to working yeah. in an office environment like that. And yeah. You know those stupid people that
1: it, and it's work one of like those that Movies and... where like you almost have to watch it because it's been so like copied by other things that, you know, there was a, a family guy had a scene where they, you know, they beat up the, 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 the bird bird is the word, uh, um, you know, the, the record record. You're right. And they did it in the same music and everything as they did with, uh, um, of or it was a copier yeah, whatever it was. I think it was like a fax. <laughs> <laughs> a and that's what the, and I tell the same thing to people. I'm like, you know what? There's certain movies you have to watch in order for other movies to make sense to you. That's true. Like you have to watch, uh, the, uh, the usual suspects, right? You have to watch that one for other movies to make sense. because it's like a scary that, movie. Yeah, like, scary movie. Not, not even Dr. Doolittle. Dr. There's Dolittle. a part I'll where try. he walks into the kennels, and the the, the Doberman's like, I'm Kaiser Solzhen. And <laughs> if you didn't watch Usual <laughs> Suspects, you ain't going to understand why he's saying he's Kaiser Solzhen. <laughs> That's right.
0: Dr. Doolittle with Eddie Murphy has a Kaiser Sose. you know, Easter egg. That's just
1: yeah. funny. Yeah, and then, like, the other people are like, oh, what? I'm like, well, you haven't watched Usual Suspects? And you're like, oh. You're not gonna get it, <laughs> especially with scream. The end part where she's looking at the board and the cup falls and all that stuff, and it was like doofus porcelain. Yeah. <laughs> like if you didn't watch, Us- that's not gonna make. Any yeah, sense. none of that makes sense like, if you didn't you know, watch. Us- him Us- walking Suspects. away at the end, that's just like, well, it's a weird ending. But if you watch <laughs> *Usual Suspects*, you just like, you know, Kevin Spacey, dude. That was like, that end part was, that blew me away. I had to watch that again. Oh yeah, dude. When, when I saw that, I'm <laughs> just like.
0: You sit there and you realize all the different things that are going
1: on, and you're like, "Wow!" Like I didn't, because a lead actor I don't remember his name, but Gabriel Byrne. Yeah, like I was I didn't really watch his stuff. He's been in a couple. Oh stuff, yeah, the only thing, I,
0: was, other I, thing I remember him from is like in the Days with the Arnold. Yeah, Sports exactly.
1: Movie. That's the one where he was the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember that, but uh, but then you know I saw Kevin Spacey, and I was like, oh, and then the, what other like Hispanic looking dude, and then the, one of the. One of the Baldwins was in it, yeah. so I was like, oh, maybe, okay. So, I, you know, I got it off of the shelf because, you know, I couldn't find anything else. But then after it just became one of, like, if it comes on TV, i watch it. I always got to watch it. Yeah, like that. Like, I have watched Shawshank, like, God, a hundred times. <laughs> if it comes on, i have watched it actually, like, three days in a row during the week when it comes on TNT. i have watched that movie. Like, <laughs> that one other movie that's become, which... Not a really big fan of his acting, but um, Robert Redford and The Last Castle. Last Castle, I love that Dude, movie. It doesn't sick. get enough play. It's sick. It was just, when I first started watching it, I was like trying to get in, and I was like, it, like, like, he it did good. I was like I'm really impressed with that movie.
0: I mean, there's so many other great people. James Gandolfini's in and, that. And uh, Mark Ruffalo, you know, Clifton Collins Jr. Yeah, All kinds cool. of great, and then I the. Know. It, it really never. No one knows that movie. Yeah, it's so, but it's a really good movie. It, it is a, movie. a great awesome. movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of movies of like um, like me. I love Willy Wonka, Charlie and Ch- Chocolate Factory. Man, I used to like.
0: Well, Charlie the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka? Oh, really? I
1: both. I love the classic. I love I. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Love him, dude. Blazing Saddles, awesome <laughs> movie, bro. I tell people that all the time. Like, dude, you got to watch Blazing Saddles. They're like, what is that? And you like like, do you watch movies? Like, do you <laughs> I love doing the the shaky hand
0: thing oh, from Blazing Saddles. This is my shooting hand. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's a great movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but, you know. You, we started this already? Right oh, yeah. Oh, we've started. We started a while ago. It's your media kicking in right there.
1: You even <laughs> tell us when it's recorded. It's what we do all the time. It goes, I don't have it. Pretend the camera's not even on, hit record. That's right. <laughs> that's when people are usually
0: the most relaxed. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I did. And uh, yeah. But that's what, you know, we're here. I, I, well, now that we've said it, I'm, I'm here talking with Joe Taposte, a guy I've worked with uh, for a very long time. Uh, and He is still working in uh, the news media sector of the world. And uh, I've uh, privileged to have known you for as long
1: as I have. So thank you for doing this. Yeah, I got to say, man, I'm a fan of your work, man. I gotta, you know what? Your series on the the grading, you know, doing the, the grading of the movies, I think was awesome. I love that. And it actually, like, it, it actually brought a lot of popularity to the station. It actually, like, put us mainstream as oh. opposed to, like, how we were all fuddy-duddy before. Um, I love your characters, man. You're doing Comic-Con and stuff like that. I love your, <laughs> your free spirit, which is awesome. Oh thank you. Yeah, that The like Kingpin, you know, I think you did e Honda, I think you did uh the Hulk, you know. <laughs> that was the greatest competition. Like you know what doing the Halloween parties I was like, you know, I always had the same two costumes. <laughs> Man, that's all I had. That's the only thing I liked. You know? Well then, your your uh your Mike Myers outfit yeah. was always pretty pretty yeah, good. That was, my thing, yeah. <laughs> that was it. And then my um my Mexican uh it was my uh the butcher like the cannibal butcher. I used to I love that. I used to like. I, I still
0: have the foot that you gave me.
1: Yeah, man. I used to <laughs> uh, I take the chain off my chainsaw. And Like, <laughs> man, we're uh, home. I used to like just you know run out of my garage with the lights blaring and everything. I Halloween's usually like my most favorite holiday, man. You see, I mean, I had one kid. He was like six years old. Came up to me. He's like, that's really dangerous. Yeah, and I explained to him the fundamentals of a chainsaw, and right? And show it to him, and then after that, he's like, "That's very disturbing." I'm like, I'm like "You are a cute kid. Why are you by yourself? What? Where are your parents? Where are your parents? You've been here like 15 minutes with me in my garage looking at a chainsaw." I had one time I used to one of the things I used to love to do. I used to, I would lay on the on the. I used to have like hanging bodies on the trees and stuff. I lay on the driveway and just kind of pretending like I'm just a doll and people would come up go ring the doorbell my dad would give him candy as soon as they came across me i'd get up (laughs) honestly i had one thing i love it man this little boy was dressed like a little clown his dad saw me his dad left his two-year-old and the dad ran yes and i had to sit there and the little boy had no clue who i was (laughs) just a guy with a white face he's just staring at me Wondering like where his dad went. And then maybe like, five minutes later he came back and he was like, Whoa, <laughs> you scared me. And I'm like, Obviously you obviously left your kid. you left your child <laughs> And the, the fact that he was Caucasian was another one was like I expected this, unfortunately being racism, like, I expected this from a Hispanic or even an you know African American family, but you left your white child. <laughs> your, your white child sure. here in the middle of there,
0: this thing. You just <laughs> Walked that way. <laughs> uh, Right, right, right. Well, in uh, all the, the years that you've worked in media, what's, uh, you know, do you have a, a favorite story? A, a, tons, a, man, tons. What's what's something
1: that you, you've tons. gone out and done that you're just like, that was that was amazing? I've done tons, man. This is like, I've been, all right, let's go. Um, honestly, when I was younger, I was 14 years old, I was going to become a cop. I became a, uh, an explorer, which is law enforcement cadets in Salinas. And I was hardcore. I was into almost like militarized kind of style of it. Um you can't tell by now because I'm a little plump, but I was actually a PT sergeant for, you know, the Yuma County Sheriff's Office. And, you know, I did the exploring down here and I was wanting to be a cop, you know, because uh, when I lived in Salinas, there was a lot of not so great cops. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to change that. And I want to be a better cop, you know. So but when I got here, you know, I uh, took classes at COFA and, you know, it's, you know we, in Salinas, we really didn't have electives. You took your core classes and, you know, school wasn't fun. It was just like, you got to get your stuff done. And I got here and had electives and they're like, oh, well, I, I want to, to, I wanted to go to college at one point. So I'm like, well, I got to like join some clubs. So one of the cl- clubs that I found was uh, the Broadcasting Club. And that was like towards the end of my freshman year. So beginning of my sophomore year, I joined the Broadcasting Club. Started shooting. Man, once I got that camera on my shoulder. That was love at first touch. <laughs> um, Cibola started their own broadcasting program. So what we did when Kofa was done, we drive over and do two periods at Cibola at the broadcasting club over there. And that was like, uh, like 95, 96. Um, when I graduated high school, I honestly didn't even realize there was even TV stations in Yuma. Like right. I just – they didn't really – one guy came by and he was uh, – he was one of this, one of my my one of my um, classmates brothers he came down and he worked for KYMA and he talked and but he also worked at Radio Shack mm-hmm. and he talked more about Radio Shack than he did about <laughs> KYMA
0: I, you know when yeah. i was going to high school here too I, didn't re- I never realized that there was local
1: news stations in Yuma. No, no. and i found KYMA by accident i was out job hunting and i was in downtown and i never drove down Gis Parkway before and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna drive down this road. So I, and almost like you know, fate. I drove down this road, kept going, and sure enough, there's a TV station pulled in there. I, you know, I fill out my, you know, I fill out my application. Uh, at that time, I just graduated from Charter High School, which is with a white pick. You know, and I was, you know, it's that was this new this, when the first charter school in Yuma, and I was actually on the city on the student council. I was, you know, vice president, which means I really didn't do much. <laughs> I just, you know, dictated whatever the president said. And then all of a sudden he got arrested. So then <laughs> chartered. There and you go. And you, you moved, I up, moved the up, I, up. the moved <laughs> up. You know, I was like, oh, there you go. So when I, you know, applied, I got the job. You know, I, you know, I got married and on July 4th, 4th of July of 1988. Really? Yeah. A week later, I started working at KYMA and I was like 98, July of 98 and for the most part, all together, it's been 17 years between KYMA and KSWT. So, I know, you know, one of the greatest things for me has been, like, the people I've met, you know, like you. You know, I've met other people like Robbie DeCourse, who's, like, an awesome person. Who never calls, but whatever. That's okay. If I didn't work with him at my
0: new job, I would never hear from him either. Yeah, I
1: don't really, hear from that guy anymore. But you know what? Hey, he's a really nice guy, and I actually knew him in high school. Did you? Didn't know him, know him, but I knew of him because he just tripped me out because he looked like a Mexican surfer. Because oh man! He used to wear like this choker with a like a seashell on his neck. He had long hair. No, long hair, like <laughs> uh, like back, to, like underneath his shoulders. And he drove this, like, lifted Pathfinder two-door. And I love cars, so I, that's – a lot of times I remember people by the vehicle. Right. drive, And that's how I remember him. That and the choker. I'm going to have to and, give him
0: shit about the long hair and the choker now. Yeah, and
1: then, you know, when I – in the first time I'm like, you know, like I was talking to him, I'm like, i like, I said something in Spanish, and he turned around to me, and he was like, dude, I'm not Mexican at all. He <laughs> was, um, you know, uh, Native all. American. And I'm like, oh, okay, man, okay. He said he's Kishan. So I'm like, I'm sorry, man. But he's also, like, like connected to, like, everybody. everybody. He's connected to, the, like, the fishers. And he's, like, one of the most luckiest dudes ever. Like, <laughs> it just it blows my mind. Just, like, he, he, he never had any beef with anyone that I've ever met. Had nothing negative to say about him ever. And he was just, like, a really sweet guy. Like, you know. And he just kind of, like, did the same. The thing is, just, as wild as his life was, it was very, like... Predictable, right? Like he did the same exact things every <laughs> single year. Like he went to the Baja races. He did this, did that, and you're like, oh, every year you knew what he's gonna do. You're like, right, cool, yeah. But I can like, he's, he's a really good guy. His mom's, his family's good too. He's got good peeps. His right. mom used to own a like florist shop down here, and she was really, really sweet to the station. But yeah, man, I could go all day about stories, bro. Like you know. Man, I mean, I could go on all day. Um, who's who's
0: someone like uh, famous I know that we've had a lot of political people come through here, especially since Yuma is a border town, you know, we've become quite the hot topic yeah. with uh po- politicians. So who have you got to interview that you thought was cool? Oh uh,
1: man, I think you know what? Um, Even if
0: you didn't agree with their politics. I mean,
1: John McCain, man. John that McCain guy has came through a here. sailor's mouth, bro. <laughs> that guy walked in, asked me if my camera was rolling. And I said no. And then he just started like blaring. He's like, damn, it's hot. He just, <laughs> he just beep, 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 after everything. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's why they call him the Maverick. There you but go. He was cool. He was cool. He's smooth guy. Um, See, that was one, part,
0: one point I was uh, really envious of every, of you guys. Because working in the engineering department, I was always at the TV station working on stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. But you guys got to go and
1: meet oh, yeah. people. Yeah. Um, Bob Dole came down here. Bob Dole. For uh, like a... Down there off of um, um, Araby, there's that one, in, like, where all the all all the Republicans live in an enclosed, like, neighborhood. Uh-huh. And he came down there for, uh, like, a fundraiser for something, like, something he was running for president. I don't know what he was doing. So we had to go down there and cover that. I was, like, the only brown person in the entire... <laughs> not even the... Not even... Because that area has its own, like... Um, Catering service and their own like waiters and stuff. Really, I didn't know and that they were not all. They were all Caucasian, <laughs> yeah. and it was just like a tough thing. But I could just, I could tell by with Bob Dole that he like mumbled a lot, like he talked smack underneath his breath, and he did that a lot. He was just like, oh, thank you," and then he really was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like oh, <laughs> I "Smack, I know exactly, I know exactly what you do." Getting a check, and he's like, "Ah, oh, thank you so much." Oh, what? A-
0: throw this away <laughs> jump change what is that 10 oh, oh god what am i here for let's uh, see
1: I've, you know man, and that's a cool thing i love about this job is like you meet a lot of cool people like i met uh, this one singer from leonard skinner this old white guy white long-haired pierced nipples <laughs> and he was like telling me how he's looking for some like roadies and i was like okay whatever man whatever you get from here uh, some of my old, when I was younger, like uh, Too Short that came down here. Loved Too, Too Short, wow. Came down here. He went down to, uh, he played at Alice Byrne or Elementary. Alice Byrne, the elementary school. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> and he was like, he just like, he told me like, shoot five minutes of what I got and then turn off that camera. And I was like, all right, cool, no problem. So I shot him on stage, turned it off. And sure enough, five minutes was up. He looked at me. And then he started, like, grabbing champagne and just throwing it at people in the crowd. <laughs> and I think most of them were minors, so that's why he didn't want that on video. Right.
0: So, I mean, I was going to say, I was assuming it's not a bunch of elementary school kids. No, no. It's just, I mean, it's
1: still teens and stuff that going out to that thing. Uh, Gigi Quick came down. He played at the Greyhound Park. So, that was cool. The Greyhound Park. Greyhound
0: Park. Wow. Wow. Um, now, was this when there. the Greyhounds were still running. No, no. the Greyhounds
1: haven't been running for decades, now. Oh,
0: I didn't know when DJ whoever but came. My by. cousin
1: was like a sophomore in high school when he used to like walk the dogs out. Oh, that's really? How long ago it was? And I go out there and watch him like do the races and stuff. But decades, man. They that animal activist came down here and just shut that place down. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that's what happened. Well, yeah. I mean, it was it was a movie out there, like. There used to be the Speedway thing on the way to Phoenix. This gigantic thing. Yep. And there was like they blew it up for a movie, and all these pigeons that were in there, like got burned up, and they attacked them too. Oh wow! Yeah, that was crazy. Like you know, I was, I can't remember what movie it was, but they blew up the whole thing, and they like didn't get the birds out, <laughs> and they like burned up all these birds
0: because they couldn't have that little slate at the end of the movie where no yeah. animals hurt. <laughs> filming <laughs> we this, we killed movie. a lot of pigeons, <laughs> and then
1: Phoenix sent them a thank you note <laughs> for
0: killing <laughs> the pigeons. <laughs>
1: Uh, let me see. The Leonard Skater, too short. I, When I was growing up, I loved the Lighter Shade of Brown, which was this uh, Hispanic group, Hispanic rap group. They came down. That was kind of cool to see these guys. Uh, this one, the, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I grew up in gangs when I was younger, and this, man, the new gangs. Freaked me out because they had piercings, tattoos on their face. Eesh. It was just like, wow, who are these guys? That's one of the most intimidating. Like, I have tattoos, but tattoos on your face on is your just face. It's, it's on your neck is one. Like, even that, like, <laughs> like, you know, I've always been, you know, even as a child, I was wild, but never that wild. I always knew that at one time I would want to get a job, you know. So to get the neck tattoo, I was like, nah, that's not gonna do right. And you got to make those choices because you never know where you're going to be. You know? No, exactly. I, don't know. I met a guy in high school who had the swastika on the back of his neck. And I was just Oof. like – and that's one of the things that blows my mind, you know. The swastika, like, you know, it – the swastika is like, you know, it's – yeah, it, it's talking about the, you know, the, the Third Reich. But it's mostly like, you know, World War Two. But, man, you show that thing off and any race gets – Cause it's, he's red That poor guy <laughs> Got beat up By every race In that school well, I mean
0: you, you When you sit there And you advertise That you're about hate You know yeah, you, and uh, he's, The guy was
1: in trouble He was like 16 And he said It was when he was younger I'm like wait what? 10 Damn How young were you, 10, <laughs> you at, at 10 you were like I hate everyone And then at 16 You're like Maybe not so bad Maybe I don't hate everyone <laughs> This thing is just And maybe cover it up bro Maybe make a square Yeah you might want to Get you that filled in or something That might as well be a target <laughs> Yeah and um let's see. So let's see who Yeah I
0: I could never Imagine having to sit In a tattoo chair While someone's Like going on my forehead Or cheek or something Just right, sitting man. there No, it's, it's true It It yeah. does hurt like, yeah. I already have problems. Like, sometimes, because I have one on my wrist, on the inside of my wrist. So I think, you know, is someone, like, if I go for an interview for a job or something, if they see that, are they going to think something about me or something like that? And we live in that society. We do. We so do I can it. only imagine trying to get a job with one on your neck or on your face or your something like that. And, uh, yeah, I
1: got one on my arm. And that's, something mean, that's compared to what everyone else has, it's pretty pathetic. I'm just like, oh, man. We used to have one anchor here who had this tiny little cross on his arm. And we used to give him so much. I'm so like, were you a baby when you got that? And you just grew out of it. And like, honestly, didn't even notice it. Like, he it got to him because later he did a story where he was doing these um these wine and dine segments, and a lot of them he took his shirt off for. And then the cross was massive. He like took up his entire upper arm. He covered it up. He got so offended by the fact that you were giving him shit. People were giving him shit about it that he like got this massive tattoo. It was a huge one. You're like, wow. And the fact that he was taking his shirt off for a story was just. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of strange. Yeah, it I mean, <laughs> it's happened. We've had like stuff like that happen before. <laughs> we had a reporter that she's working on a bigger station on the East Coast. She did a story on the. um Hakumba? I
0: am. I remember that story. In the end, end,
1: there was a girl that looked a lot like her jumping into the water.
0: And in the
1: whole story, we saw no one there that was under the age of, like, 55. And all of a sudden, this really young girl that's completely naked runs in it. You know, it's blurred out a little bit. But nonetheless, it was like, hmm. (laughs) I like the way they shot it, though. Because they used a lot of the old, uh, of the Mike Myers, you know, the whole, like, um... The what do you call it? Uh, the Austin Powers, where they use melons to cover. It. Oh, yes, and then when they walked, it was like a banana, and it was they use a lot of that in that in that story, right? And I like that. That well, was the fact is, the person was standing and the melons were on the table, <laughs> and they were covering them perfectly. And you're like, damn, 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 girl. And this guy, the same photographer, did the same thing with a different story, but unless you knew what he was doing, may got lost on us. But yeah. they were talking about like he said that this is, and then they showed like someone shoveling crap. Right. And then it goes, in the end, they felt like they got in there, they sh- shoot something skin screwed. So they do, they do all these metaphors. Right. They, it's, it's, they, it's You know, when I watched it again, knowing what he did, it was awesome. But beforehand, how long is your segment? Oh, it's an hour. So okay. you good. That's why like, you're like, I'll oh, run out of time. Oh, no. no. And, I was actually, looking for the hook. It could be any time. It could be as long bomb, as <laughs> <one>. gong. <laughs> gong. Hit that gong. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if... Uh, yeah. And then just some of the anchors and reporters and like the staff, like, you know, meeting you. Like, that's one of the things about this place, man. It's just,
0: it's, it's one, the yeah, one of the people, things.
1: Bro, the quality of people that come through here. Working, you know. I mean, I,
0: I, I only worked for the station for six years, but, you know, uh, you got to see a lot of people come and go while yeah. you were here. Cause, and I, I have to explain that to people a lot when they, if I meet them out in the real world and they're like, oh, you used to work at the TV station, you know. Why is it that people always come and go so fast? It's like, well, it's a starting ground. It's a starting ground for a lot of people. Yeah. So you, don't, they only, they only, like especially on air people, they only sign a contract for two years, and then they're
1: supposed to move on to someplace new. Yeah. See, if you want to make him feel guilty, here's how I want to make him feel guilty. They task me the same thing They I always ask, and I'm like. They want to go home. <laughs> that's the basic of it. They want to report in a market where their families can see them. True. So by asking them to stay here, you're denying their families being able to see them. I never thought of it that way. And that's what they're trying to do. And a lot, you know, there's two. You got, you got to admit, you got two types. You got journalists, and then you have TV personalities. You got two distinctions. The journalist is the person that's out there that wants to keep the world informed. Right. That they're the they're the the bulldogs of the community. They want. You know, they want the truth be known. They're the X-files of reporters. They want the truth out there. Then you got TV personalities who like who like showmanship, who like to be in front of a TV to get that limelight. You know, so you got those two different ones. And so, you you know, and that's the kind of two, the two people that you meet when you're in here.
0: And, but, uh, you know,
1: towards the end of the of my uh illustrious
0: TV career, uh, you started to notice that, you know, they weren't hiring a lot of just TV anchors or just for journalists. You had to do... People coming in had to be both. They had to be... Uh,
1: was it uh, multimedia journalists now? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's just... That's just, like... That's just money. That's... Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, when, you know, and that's the one thing, like, in any market, and fortunately, when you have a company, any company, and you start losing money, the, unfortunately, the first thing you look at is cutting... You know, advertising dollars, you know, so you could keep whatever else you got going on, whether it's your employees, whether you got, you know, whatever. Unfortunately, you know, you're basically cutting yourself away from everybody else when you do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could work with stations and get cheaper rates or whatever. They'll work with you. But and that's what happens is, you know, once the advertising dollars aren't in there for this for whatever station or if it's a conglomerate like a big station, they they need to cut back. So one of the things they cut back is on like the photographer's. They cut back on the editors. They cut back on you know the sound people. You start cutting back on that, but it's just like in a kitchen, you know. Instead of sh- you, know, you know instead of, instead of like giving out prime rib or T-bone steak, you know you know you go like no let's cut back let's let's use spam, right? So that's what you end up doing. You like you kind of decorate it, but it's spam. It's still spam. It's spam. <laughs> but I mean, you do what you can. I mean, that's the thing is. You could only give a hundred percent on something, you know what? If you're a, a, a multimedia journalist, you're going to give, depending on what kind of person you are, and that's the thing. That's one of the cool things about the multimedia journalist thing is when this happened, and there was a guy named Michael Rosenblum that came out with the idea of making multimedia journalists. When this came, it was almost like an unseen revolution. There was two things happened. There was reporters learning how to shoot, and there were, there were photographers learning how to write. So that was, was happening. So a lot of these, like when you find an MMJ. They're either or. They're either gonna be photographers that learn how to be reporters. Right. And then you got, you know, reporters who learn how to be photographers. But you can tell by the product because yes. with a reporter there'll be more emphasis on the writing. So the writing will be pristine in the video, not so much. <laughs> Whereas a photographer, it's the other way around. The video will be awesome, the gnats will be great, but the writing itself is gonna be like oh, <laughs> just, it, but, you know, it, but, I mean, you need to, those two different types of people. You need yeah. a person, you know,
0: because a person's mindset to, for being a photographer is completely different from yeah. a mindset for being a writer, yeah. which I could I can do writing every day all day if I wanted. Get me behind a camera. and I don't
1: know what the hell I'm looking exactly. at. And that's what happens. There. And that's what happens. Like A lot of times these guys are so focused, though, you know, their deadline is four o'clock up until three fifty five. They're worried about the writing. They wrote it eight different times. Boom, all of a sudden they gotta edit it, boom, they just drop whatever video. And then people at home are like, whoa, oh, what is this? <laughs> and they change the channel and you're like, uh, what happened? Oh, well, I was I had this awesome line, but I didn't know how to make it work with what I had, and you're just like, oh God. So I mean that's it's an unfortunate thing, and but I mean I mean we're in a society where like YouTube video has been acceptable. Right. Like people are okay with the video. I mean, most of these, unfortunately, the mass shootings are cell phone video and they're like all over the place and they they make you nauseous and that's become acceptable so you know it's i don't know like does it matter how good the video quality is anymore because i mean yeah people are shooting movies with with just handicams now and they're not even like on tripods anymore yeah so it's you know like what well i think you know from just from what i see you know it's yeah,
0: you're gonna get the, the the cell phone video and the handy cam video right away. The, that's the stuff that you're gonna see at first, but the, it's the good video, the one that you know actually looks good and and tracks well, is that's gonna be the one that that lasts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's still there's still I think there's still a need out there for you know a, a good photographer and a good uh, photojournalist, but unfortunately the way the The way the world's going, you don't people aren't getting their news from their TV sets anymore. Yeah, I'm the dinosaur of this
1: of Yuma. Yeah, I'm well, not,
0: Yuma's is a, a different animal I'm altogether because our the our community is so is so um, older, I guess you want to say. You know, set in their ways that we're that internet things don't happen here. It's like this. This podcast is. I couldn't. Co- I couldn't come on to the local news station here and ask you know to be interviewed. Be like, hey, I, I have a podcast, and I'm here from you know. I'm. I've lived in Yuma my whole life. I'm doing this thing. It would be lost on a lot of the lot of the audience that would be watching the the ten o'clock news. Because they wouldn't know. They'd be like, "What's a po- what's a podcast?" I don't understand yeah. that. What are going you talking the about?
1: Ocean and look when it's going to get casted off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <The> space pod. <laughs>
0: space pods? I don't understand the pods, the things that you put storage units. yeah. You know, those kind of things. Yeah. Huh. So I mean, that's it's just that's the the way that Yuma is. It's just it's a weird animal in itself.
1: Yeah, man. I'm in. I love you, man. It's in our business. It's a you know what. And one of the things I tell people is. Be proud of the people that come here because we're awesome. We're not a stepping stone. We're a training ground. Right. And just like YPG does with a lot of the military, Yuma is what YPG is to the military. Yuma is what it is to the reporters, to the journalists. Here, if they take full advantage of what Yuma has to offer, you're talking about we got uh, senior citizens here who you do a lot of medical healthcare stuff. Um if you go to Algodones, they do a lot of, like, state-of-the-art, new age type of stuff that's not being done in the U.S. that has been doing. Like, I know when you, one day we did, it's called uh, Salation, where they kind of clean out your arteries with mm-hmm. this, like, fluid that goes through you that wasn't being done in the U.S. and is being done in Mexico. And, you know, that's kind of stories. Then you got, of course, the drugs, the border. Mm-hmm. You know, you could go down there, you know, talk about all the drugs that go through Yuma, uh, you got the immigration. You, know, you could do, you could actually literally talk to like actually immigrants. that are coming through to to the U.S. coming from Mexico, see their lives over there. There's just so much potential to groom these reporters to make, and some of them take full advantage of them. They got contacts with Border Patrol, ATF, you know, with FBI, with Customs, and they take full advantage of what Yuma has to offer, and they leave here with like this awesome foundation, and then they find themselves wherever like. This is where they find who they are. They come down here and they find out what they want to do. They want to anchor. They want to report. They want to do weather. They want to do sports. This is where they got the opportunity to like play around with those things. And then they go off to their next market. And man, like that's one of the things that trips me out. I love seeing these guys in this bigger market that I used to work with. That I was actually there almost to the point where I was like, I felt like I was the miracle grow. Like, they came in here and weren't sure of themselves, and I just kind of pushed them to that level, and they they popped, man. I mean, I was just being told by someone... Um, I was being, someone told me, uh, I think, uh, I can't remember one of the old sales ladies, told me that during the San Bernardino shootings, right, there was a press conference. And they saw this guy in the background walking up. He was late for the press conference. Put a microphone on the the stand, like at the last possible minute. And it turns out, dude, Chip Yos used to work here at KYMA, was an investigative reporter. Boom, that was him. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Uh, we have, let me see. I d- you know, I have to say, that's it's true. Uh, for as long as I worked with you, you know, you always
0: pushed the new uh, journalists to try, you know, get out there and do stuff. So that I thought, always thought that was cool that you, you did try and. I mean, I don't want to say mentor, but you did urge them to to go out and and do as much as they could. Yeah,
1: and I mean that's it. like I've get that they, shot. Yeah, we got some awesome stuff out of it. I mean, we got I talked one reporter to get bungee jumping when it was at the fair. Turned out to be one of the best live shots we've almost ever had. <laughs> you know, he, that guy's working for the county now. He's been there for like almost two decades. Um, you know, but that was one of the best live shots. You know, um, we've I've got a, one reporter to get shot by the border patrol, but she was wearing armor. Right. Uh, one girl to get tased for a stand up, and mm. you know, it's one of the things is to push it to the next level, to take that up to the next level. Um, yeah, that's man. The thing, this is the thing about this job is the experiences. Man, I've got like if it wasn't for this. I would never have got to, like, actually hang out with, like, Too Short. I would never have gone up on a hot air balloon. You know, for all I know, I'll still be working at Carlos Jr. as an assistant manager or something. Who knows? But, you know, I mean, when I, when I, when I got the job, when I got the call from KYMA to start working over here, I was actually at a job interview at MCAS to be a forklift operator because, like, someone set it up. But they called me up, and they're like, you want to work production down here? And, pff, I took it. And I was 98, and I uh, went from being a production assistant. I went to being a photo- weekend photographer, uh, photographer, chief photographer, edit, assignment editor, managing editor, production manager. Like yeah, I'm gonna say, you've pretty much done just about every job yeah, <laughs> in yeah, the station. Yeah. And uh, like I do a little bit of my own like my own reporting. Like I do stuff for like uh, like uh, groups on Facebook and stuff. If I see stuff, I'll post it. Do my own writing and just post it on there. If stuff's going on. Stuff that, you know, what normally we wouldn't make on the air. Right. But I put it on there and just, you know, keeping everybody informed. Because that's my deal is just, just you know, keeping you informed. I'm still at that part. I believe that news, I believe that what we do is we're the watchdogs of the community. They have to know, you know, it's just me. Um, nah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I completely,
0: like, I, I've never seen someone that's more... Uh, dedicated to the craft as you, you know, so that's that's something I've always admired. You you you're always enthusiastic about every assignment that you've done or, you know, thing that you were going into, and and that was just, I I always admired it. So I'm glad that you would agree to come on here and talk
1: about it. So Let's lighten it up. I'll give you some reporter fun stories. Okay. (laughs) We're getting dolled out. Okay. Uh, We'll start off. Uh, A couple years back, we had the 4th of July at Paradise Casino. Um, it just rained the, the, kind of the week before that. And it was, I mean, there's puddles everywhere. Uh, we're about to do our live hit. Um, it was for KYMA. Um, and we're waiting, you know, it was me and there was this one guy used to work for a radio station called, his name was Troy Wild. And he used to be a radio disc talkie. For the people that have been here in a long time, they used to have <laughs> a show called The Big and Wild Show. It was like, Back in the day when 100.9, the jet used to have rock and roll the full time, which was awesome. Right. You know, uh, you know Led Zeppelin and all that stuff. The doors. And then, you know, that was a while back. So we're waiting for our reporter. Her name is Jessica. I'm not going to go into her last name. So, fair enough. In the middle of the parking lot, you know, everyone's parked out there. There's a gigantic, huge puddle. Just one big puddle all around this parking lot that there's nothing. For some god knows reason, Jessica parks in the middle of this thing and we're trying to like tell her, like, back up, back up, but she's rushing because she's late. She gets out of the car and she falls face first into the mud. Oh. This girl gets up. She is literally covered in mud, wearing a white polo shirt and white shorts and walks up to the live shot. We got about three minutes to our live hit. There is no way to change. There is no time for that. I tell her, wipe her face. I tell her, don't even mention. Why there's mud all over you? <laughs> so we do this live hit, and sure enough, she does it, flying colors, awesome. But she's completely covered in the front of her by mud on her face, on her neck, in her hair. She's completely covered in mud, and never like tells it, like just does it. We get calls from the station, like, why was she covered in mud? So you know that kind of like drew, like you know, people kept going to our website trying to figure out. Why this reporter was covered in mud? But there was like no explanation. You you can't go into the public and be like, "Hey, I parked in the only puddle in the entire street." Uh, Let's see, we had that one. We had uh, a couple years back. There was a, there was an accident. Someone drove into a canal. We're doing a live shot out there. This guy named Ray, awesome guy, awesome reporter, ended up in like Syracuse. Great guy. Um, He, we were doing a live shot, and in the live shot, he was kind of describing where the car went in, and he wasn't watching where he was walking so he fell live into a dry canal whoa back and all you can hear is him laughing (laughs) and he's like oh that's what happens in live tv (laughs) so that was one um we had uh another guy steve nichols um we were live at the we were live at city at the courthouse when it used to be at the old courthouse and at five o'clock about five oh five that's when the sprinklers came on and live on TV, <laughs> the sprinklers came on and the first thing hit him right in the eye. Oh. <laughs> and like a champ, he just walked away, stepped onto the like still talking, stepped onto the sidewalk away from the thing. But his face was completely covered in water. <laughs> but was, I love the fact it was a champ. I'll tell you a story about both Steve and Ray. So years apart, we were and the first one was uh, was Ray. We were in court and back then at the old courthouse. They weren't as, like, nice as they are today. We had to wait for our criminal.
0: They Mm -hmm. wouldn't,
1: like... Nowadays, they'll bring them to... They'll ask us who you're looking for, and they'll bring that guy up to the front so we could get out of there, and they don't have to see us. Well, back then, you had to wait. And sometimes... You're talking about 16 people going through that thing. Wow. And all of a sudden, um, I was just sitting there with Ray, and I'm just kind of, like, oblivious, just waiting, just kind of looking around. And this is, you know... Man, this is way back... And I I start hearing a noise like a rumbling noise, and I don't know what it is. I'm just like, what is that? And I turn, and Ray is out. Ray fell asleep. He's <laughs> completely out. He's snoring lightly. So I did the only natural thing: is I turned my camera around and started recording. <laughs> well, of course, that's exactly that's what the you only thing do. you can do. So then I noticed <laughs> that the judge noticed, so I had to poke him, and he wakes up, and he's just like, he's just like, oh, sorry. Sorry. And then, like, later, two seconds later, he fell back asleep. So it didn't matter. Like, I took notes. I did it. I let him sleep by the time. And then I left. And I waited in the hallway for him. And he did. He, wake, he woke up 15 minutes later into an empty courtroom. courtroom. So we left him there. So he just came out and he was giggling about it. But he was just like, that's just messed up. guy. Uh, Steve, like, a couple years later, Steve um, was working there. And we were in court. And, again, fell asleep. But well, the difference between Steve and Ray was Steve woke up angry, like furious, <laughs> straight up angry. He fell asleep. Well, you know I'm not, Let's let's put the cards on the table. I was asleep too. <laughs> but there's a difference between a reporter and a photographer. I could put my face onto the to the viewfinder and close both eyes, and people won't know that the other eyes closed. That's true. So it could be tricky. What was that? Somebody I don't know. That a female, female, no, dude. Uh, all right, so um. This, uh, so, so we got the Steve guy and then he's, he's asleep. So I, you know, the you got, he starts snoring a little loud. So the, you know, the judge looks, Judge Donato, awesome judge, really cool guy. And everyone's looking. I thought they were looking at me because, you know, maybe I did fall asleep hard and maybe I did snore. And I turned to Steve to tell him, like, I think I got caught and he's out. <laughs> so I poke him and he wakes up just furious. He's like, ah, this is so boring. I can't, ah. And the judge goes, Excuse me, and he's just like mm. he just has this like childlike mm. And I'm just like, Oh my god, this guy. He's just too grumpy. Yeah, he's just like he so upset, it was so boring and he fell asleep. Um, it, it, same st- same Steve. He was this really this Jewish guy, really sweet guy. I took him down back in back in the day. The 4th Avenue Bridge, the bottom part, was covered up in weeds and stuff. Not so much now. And they used to call that the jungle because there was a lot of homeless people that lived down there. So we were doing a story on homeless people. And he wanted to go to the library. I'm like, no, if you're going to do it on homeless people, we got to go where they're at. And we get down there. And the entire time, and this is like some scary stuff. This is like when you walk through through these weeds, it's like the children of the corn. If someone was standing two feet from you, you wouldn't be able to see them. It's just that thick. And the entire time they were walking there, he kept telling me, like, Joe, if I get raped, I'm not gonna forgive you. <laughs> and I was like, Are you more worried about getting raped or murdered? He's like, Well, if you get murdered, you don't feel the rape.
0: <laughs> and he's like, But
1: if I get raped, and I was just like, I had to convince him I'm like, You're not really that good looking. <laughs> you're on TV, but I don't know if they're gonna like if I mean, but it's just we're probably going both gonna end up getting raped. <laughs> And you know, you know, you know, with these guys, especially like Ray was Indian. Um, he was like, uh, like Pakistani and he was uh, Jewish. And every time we got a chance to go to Mexico, we stopped by and I played dumb. We will have a carne asada <laughs> torta. And after we were done, we'd walk away and be like, oh, man, I love pork. And these guys would freak out. And, yeah, it was cold. It was funny, but it was like, they would freak out for about 15, 20 minutes. And I'd be like, nah, dude, it was meat. It was steak. It was, it was steak. Don't it, worry. It, was, it, was, it was beef. Don't worry about it. You ate beef. You know, you freak out. Just let you freak out for a little bit. I didn't see any other ones. Uh, let's see. Oh, man. You, know, you don't have to
0: keep going. Has there been anything, like, lately that you've watched that you, you thought was good? Like, movie-wise, or...
1: Video games, or you know, um, well, I did listen to your podcast with Jesse, and I have to admit, like I did love the Ninja Turtles, man. I think, I think, and I, you know what, I was like, am not gonna lie? When I was younger, I was a huge Vanilla Ice fan. <laughs> I got the haircut. Did you? I did. You get with the haircut. lines and I, the lines and everything, man. <laughs> did the dance, man. Go turtles, go turtles, go. And you know what? I, you know, I loved his songs. I loved his music, man. I mean. It was just hey, it was a it was love, a it was a fad. It's he a thing was, that was popular. Even now, even now, he's a cool guy. You know, he did those houses and stuff. You know what? That's true. He accepted. You know, he did a little heavy metal stuff, and he actually did the um sized baby and and heavy metal. I remember that, and I'm, I'm still like, you know what? I think he just accepted who he was, and now it's rocking it. But yeah, you know, the new Ninja Turtle movie. It just, I like the fact that you know what, well, you could tell the difference in the characters. I loved it, man. I love this movie, and then now. The trailer kind of lost me. I don't understand the whole, you know, and that's the thing. I think I talked to you uh, right after. Which movie was it that at the end of they had that purple guy? Oh, the um, oh, what are you what talk, are you, uh, are you talking about Avengers? I think it was when Avengers. They had Thanos the, show up yeah, at the very the end. end, and yeah. I was like, I don't even like, like everybody in the theater, no clue. I didn't even turned to my wife, and I was like, <laughs> This is one of the things those comic guys are going to know. Like, it's lost on majority of the population, and you're gonna. I had to go to you and be like. Hey, so, what's up with this purple guy at the end of the thing? He had to tell me, and I was like, "Okay, so you're just like—that's
0: you exactly what they it stay is. Stay loyal to the comic, but it's like <laughs> you lost this a is lot of population of like
1: people. They like that have this, you know, they have they know this stuff. So, well, see,
0: I feel that that was their way of getting nerds and geeks to actually be able to talk to other people. So they were like, "Oh, you know, if if we throw this in at the end, people are going to have to walk up to that nerdy guy at work and maybe. be like, what was that? Maybe, maybe, maybe this one.'" Increase that geek population (laughs) Start like The
1: breeding going
0: That's what You know I always thought too Was uh, funny because You had You had Thanos show up At the end of that movie And then at the end of the Last X-Men movie You had Apocalypse show up And then you have uh, You know uh, At the end of the end of another movie. I don't remember what it was, but you think about it, if they if they had Dark Side show up too. It, it's three guys that all kind of look the same. Yeah. So you, you got people going
1: to be really confused of what yeah, yeah, what it is yeah. they're looking Why does he at. Just keep changing his clothes. <laughs> He's the one guy that changes his wardrobe. How does all the it get time? to be in Superman and in uh, yeah, yeah. Avengers movies? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the Superman like, the whole like I'm glad that they changed the Superman guy because the last Superman guy, the one that came out, was it the Brandon? Superman, Ralph, the Superman Returns. And, uh his remember returns. That guy was like he was a little bit too pretty. <laughs> it was just like, why is this guy so pretty?
0: Like I don't have a problem with Brandon Routh. I just think that they kinda hired him because he kinda looked like Christopher
1: Reeves. Yeah, man, probably. I, I like the movie. I like the fact that the kid. Like Oh, the kid that was his Yeah, like I was like, if he threw the whole movie until the like the kid thing came up and I was just like, I love it. <laughs> I love the whole kid thing. The piano thing, I was just like like, oh man, I thought for sure she would have you know what? God she would Probably killed her <laughs> And I'd be one of Those twilight things The twilight thing Was like weird as hell <laughs> Where they're like Making love And it was like Painful And breaking, and like, breaking beds And breaking beds And Sissy guy He has no muscle tone What um, <laughs> And you know what I did watch the twilight series Cause you know what I love I love wolves man. I like werewolves I like the vampire scene my thing. Dude, I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I did, man. I love Seth Green and Vampire <laughs> the you know, and Buffy.
0: Seth Green in that series was pretty good. Yeah, right? yeah you, know, uh, you
1: know. He has his moments. You know what? Without a paddle, <coughs> <he> did okay. <laughs> he, some, some when he's different. getting carried away by the bear. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got his moments. He's got, like, Seth Green's got his moments. You know what? You know, his, he did that uh, Can't Hardly Wait, that one too. He, That's did, right. He did okay. Yeah. You know, playing that awkward, like, you know, Miss like misguided kid.
0: Yeah, the the, the, the white kid team. really into rap music
1: and yeah, yeah. urban culture, and <laughs> space shoes and stuff. Yeah. I you know that's one of my movies. That's one of the movies I like. That like I like can't hardly wait because uh, you know it's that one kid that like didn't find his place until boom right out of high school. Right. Yeah. The day of. Yeah, I like it more than that one. Ah, it was called like I love you. Beth or something. Oh yeah, something. I love you, something. Beth Cooper. That one was like, I didn't really yeah. like the lead character in that movie. It could have been better if it was a different person, but it was like, eh, I like the other kid. The kid, the the, oh, wish almost that the, the the his his friend was the main character. Right. Like the one he seemed a lot more fun and seemed more like I was more in tune with him. You know. You know, and that's usually that that
0: kind of happens a lot in in those type of movies because the. The main character has to play his character completely straight, whereas his friends get to be a little bit yeah. more you know colorful and, ex- and exaggerated so you you kind of tune into them more. Yeah. Um, and then the holidays are on us you know what, what's like uh, your favorite holiday movie? what's the holiday movie you have
1: to watch every year? Uh, let's see, um, up until, like, since I was little, it's a Christmas story, of course. So oh, well, there you go. do you a know, Red Ryder BB gun, you got to. <laughs> That's a must. Um, you should
0: try out.
1: <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey's, uh, the, you know, How the, the Grinch Stole Christmas, got to, man. I love oh, the, you know, I just I love that I don't the,
0: watch that one. No, no, really.
1: I love the, um, the sets, like... Oh, this, they're beautiful sets. This, the, the the whole, like, Whoville thing, just, it's just a trip, just how they just... It is. It, it looks like some hippie psychedelic psychedelic dream that someone came up while they were like stoned out of their minds. Cause it was so <laughs> trippy. And the character, you know, I like the character. Just oh, what he did. Like some Jim Carrey stuff is like it's hit or miss sometimes. To me. No, you're right. No, exactly. Sometimes it's like, and there's a lot of characters like that where I'm like, like I can only watch Stallone as a serious character. Really? Yeah. Like, oh man, stop him my mom will shoot. I'm gonna shot. I'm gonna shoot him. <laughs> um, let me see. He did that. He did another one a couple in like in the seventies called like Road Warriors or like Danger Driving. And he's a driver. It's like um, like uh, oh, God. It was like oh, was it like, Death Race? Death, Death Race two thousand. Yeah. yeah. No, and he's like goofy as hell. <laughs> and then, and I see. I could go on. Like I watched. I watched Oscar. Man, remember Oscar? I remember Oscar, Oscar, I remember was, like, Oscar. The, the gangster that was trying to live straight. It was just like <laughs> you're like oh. Man. Did you watch Creed? No, I have not. No, I have not. But it does. I mean, it's one of those things I would watch because I usually buy them. Okay, <laughs> I get you. I get you. But yes, and, and, you have it in your home video library. Yeah, the co- you know, and the the quality. Even if the quality is bad, I enjoy it. <laughs> Even if the quality is crap, you know, I do. Like, I honestly, I bought one once, and it was um, it was in um Portuguese. Really. Yeah, and I just—it was uh, Fast Seven, and it was like hilarious (laughs) because I couldn't understand anything. And it was weird. It was all dubbed over in Portuguese. Yeah, it was like in Portuguese, and then the subtitles were in Portuguese, which blew my (laughs) mind. Why would you need
0: to be in subtitles? And I believe
1: it was because it was hearing impaired for Portuguese. Uh and I was just like laughing the whole time. And then the guy gave me another one afterwards. I haven't watched it. So
0: did you did you pick up on a little bit of it because you know Spanish? Yeah, because you know
1: Portuguese has a little Spanish in it. You know, I mean, it's all connected. From like Itali- from Italian and Latin, everything. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like you pick it up, and you know, you kind of tell, like,
0: plus, yeah. Plus, it's not serious. Them. If there's you see <laughs>
1: all of them, you kind of already know what they're going to say. <laughs> you know, Hobbes has the only uh, limited amount of vocabulary that he has. You, you know, Vin Diesel or Dom's going to say something about yeah. family at some point. Yeah, all the time. So you're like, oh, I just watched it. I'm like, oh, I was <laughs> like, didn't mind it. And there's a the one guy which it blows my mind that this guy could keep the camera in that steady. I'm thinking he has a tripod or something. But you can hear him munching on popcorn. <laughs> I kind of wish that he would sit like five seats uh, away from it so I don't have to hear you. And I could almost tell what you're eating. I'm like, Twizzlers. Those are Milk Duds. Milk Duds. Oh, Sour Patch Kids. You sh- 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 trying to get the last of the little sugar down there. They're like, ah. Man, you know, the quality. Uh, some, 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 some's good. You know, but a lot of times it's just like, you're what? But again... Get what you pay for. That's exactly what some people are like. Oh man, God, you know, don't you think you're like kind of like, you know, stealing from them? And I'm like, have you bought a pretzel at a theater? (laughs) Is that popcorn worth seven (laughs) dollars? I mean, uh, come on, come on, man. Yeah. and I and I go. I do there's some movies where you have to go to the theaters? It's true. There's some movies you that need you that big sound system. You, you need, need that. That you got to go. And there's movies that I've gotten and have gone to the movies afterwards just because you know I do have a surround sound. I have a sick system. You know, I've, I went on eBay instead of freaking putting surround sound. I put PA. Oh. So I've got this e, like eBay system, like 50 bucks for a PA system with a mixer. I keep it at three. <laughs> because you keep it any louder than that, your the neighbors are like, Whoa. <laughs> what's going on what's, over there? We hear fighting and I'm like, Yeah, yeah, it's ninja turtles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why the ninja like the, 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 the katana's hating, I don't know what kind of domestic <laughs> violence we're having. But yeah, like I mean I, I do watch a lot of movies, I love movies. Um lately, i got so fond of like what's been going out there, man. No? I mean, no, I right now
0: the movie industry is all a lot of uh, superhero stuff, so it's... Oh, you, man, you, I
1: don't think I've seen anything lately of like, superhero I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to wait to watch Ant-Man when it comes on HBO. Why? Because I'm just not in favor of it. It just doesn't make me fly. Like, I don't understand why I, that would You be know, cool. I, I get where you're coming from, but I thought it was a funny movie. So. I, I'm going to wait. You know, Paul Rudd like... Again, it's one of those like I'm iffy. Like, uh-huh. like he almost destroyed like um, what do you call it? Uh, role models, man. Because that character, he was just so, so negative. Down. Yeah, all, all the time they just like. And, but you know, it was, uh, the little boy, he, they the kids brought that movie back. Was, That's true. The the you know, uh, he wow. was like he was dragging it, and then those kids, and then um, I forget his name. Well, there's McLovin
0: was in it. Christopher mintz plots, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's the the kid that. um Scott had What's his
1: Yeah
0: I, I forget Anyways He was funny Yeah yeah. And that's that the thing And then the
1: kids And then they kind of like Brought it And then The the parents The quirky parents The 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 The, the, the lore The LARP kid the lore, yeah. yeah Yeah His parents kind of made it Because they were just like Wow You know the other kid's mom Was normal But the other two were like what? <laughs> And of course like Don't BS a BSer that's I true. love her <laughs> Nobody used to eat for breakfast Cocaine Cocaine Nobody wait <laughs> eat for lunch Cocaine I'm gonna say cocaine What'd you for dinner Was it cocaine I love that man that like, ah, stuff dude <laughs> Cause I talked to the judge We I used to You know we used to I used to give him Head for cocaine I like oh, I love her man And it, she's like That was a good role For Jane Lynch Even in Even in freaking Dude even in um, She did awesome In uh, Rick and Ralph, man. Rick and Ralph, yeah, yeah, bro. Like I loved her. Like she just uh, does awesome stuff. And then
0: uh, forty-year-old virgin, which is yeah, yeah, the. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you ever need a, a friend?
0: With a there, was, uh, there was a there was a houseboy. His name was Carlos, and yeah, like, he showed me some things. She's good.
1: I mean, she, <laughs> she plays that like she plays that character well. Yeah, she does. I think she is in something else that I watched that I don't want to really like admit to uh, admit to (laughs) it was like a cinderella story with like some disney characters disney girl i forgot what her name is but i don't know how i got caught watching it but i got stuck watching it and i think she was the the evil stepmother in it and it was like okay it was a modern day to cinderella like a modern story and was like i don't know if it was mandy moore or if it was uh that other one hillary duff yeah hillary i think it was hillary duff but you know, there's movies like that that also like will catch my attention. Like, like, I mean, no self-respecting, like, I don't know, like guy would probably be like, "Ah, oh, man, I like me girls." <laughs> Mean Girls. I'm kind of upset that I didn't get to watch all of Mean Girls too because it came on TV and then I only watched half. I'm like, wow, oh, What's going on? I'm, I'm pretty sure you can find it on Netflix yeah. or something. And at that time, you know what? I thought before Hillary—I mean, not Hillary Duff, but Lindsay Lohan—got all stupid. She was, she was cute. Yeah. yeah she no, was cute, they, she was, she was man. cute. I followed Christina Ricci like throughout like all her career, man. man I she's I still she was hot. cute, man. Man, she came out in Monsters. She even all raggedy, she looked cute. <laughs> she came out in oh man, she came out in this one movie. God awful movie Awful movie Is it black steak mode? No it's called B- Buffalo 66 Oh yeah Oh movie suck <laughs> But she looks incredible in it And I will watch <laughs> that movie Just to see her And then with this 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 plot That this was just so crappy Yeah, uh,
0: Vincent Gallo movies Are a little out there was, Usually yeah, was, so. <laughs> was, yeah but you
1: know what I'll you know, I go there And I'll watch it Because she's hot
0: Well is there uh, any, Other than Ninja Turtles Is there anything this year Coming out that you're Looking forward to?
1: Oh uh, well, I mean, I think uh when is it? Apocalypse is coming out, X Men? Oh, X Men Apocalypse is coming out, k- yeah. I, I did like the the, the new the trailer new version. For that? I, I like the new version where they go back to the past with the with the kind of the younger X Men. I right. did like that. I because mean, this is only so far you could have gone with the older guys. Which I loved. <laughs> I love Hugh Jackman, awesome. I love oh god, Mystique, bro, come on. <laughs> I love that. the when they said it's just paint. I'm just like pause. Pause. <laughs> I miss the DVD players back in the day. They had Zoom. I miss that's that. true. They did I'm not use even talk. They used to have Zoom because you know what? I had Monstrous Ball. <laughs> Hello, and another Harry. movie. It's another movie that's like, huh? But Halle Berry, come on. <laughs> I mean, even with Billy Bob, you're like oh, Billy Bob. But Billy I mean, Bob was, it, was with Angelina. So that? it's like, oh, I don't blame him yeah I'm mean, like make me feel good I'm like okay no. <laughs> I mean, just watch I mean if it was a if it was a VHS tip that one section would be worn out <laughs> why, why is me? it all staticky at this one it's place. all static at the one spot just, <laughs> dude, Halle Berry is just, just gorgeous even in like like I, you know, I like James Bond movies and she was in one of the um, yeah she was in uh, Tomorrow Never Died yeah, or something the last Pierce Brosnan one. yeah and it was ah oh, she's just gorgeous and her <laughs> character yeah, not that great a lot of cheesy lines but she just looks stunning. Well, she it. was supposed to
0: get a spin-off from oh, that no, movie. She, no. Jinx was supposed to be a character that was going to get her own movie. No, that would have been cool. Never
1: yeah. happened. Um, it was a lot of cheesy writing. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, with Pierce Brosnan's movie, there's a lot of cheese. Like, <laughs> it was too thick. And, I, and I, Well, like, like GoldenEye was good. And yeah, no, after no. that, they all kind of I, started going downhill. I, I mean, I like, his, I like the movies. The only thing I had a problem with, and this is the reason that I like the new Bond movies with, with, uh, with Daniel, um, is that, like... First name basis with him, I see. You're good friends. I couldn't remember his last name. Bro. <laughs> Daniel Craig. I um, mean, I couldn't. Like, I was going to say Daniel Clark, which is an old photographer from KS, from KSWT. <laughs> but I decided you want to throw it out there. But thank you for putting me out there on You're the spot. Welcome. You're yeah, right great. there on the spot. No, no, no. The reason I like it is because, okay, with, um, let's go back, Roger Moore. Um, you got Pierce Brosnan. You got Sean Connery. Timothy uh, Dalton. All of them. In all the movies, they were still pretty. <laughs> they were pretty. And, like, they got their butts kicked, and they were beat up, and they were bleeding. And, what, there's no scars? No. Nope. Which, with this guy, he's rough. He's rough-looking. He still has got that English look, you know, right. that, that tough debonair. But he's got the face like he's been through hell. And I like that because <laughs> it makes him look like he's been through hell. And then through, I mean, the last one he did was uh, um, that was a Spectrum, I think it was. Spectre, yeah. Yeah, Spectre. He, you know, he, he, you could see that the it was wear and tear there. It was. He was having, tr- like, he couldn't even shoot right. He didn't pass his test. And that's what I like is that, you know, these other guys were all perfect. And they the scars healed up so well that you, they had, I guess, Neosporin back then. They were just <laughs> like, oh, I don't got scars anymore. They had great uh, plastic surgeons. That's, yeah, yeah, you know, like, awesome. That. Like, oh, wow. Like, Homeboy was trapped in North Korea, and he was, they put, like, uh, freaking uh, scorpions on him, yeah. <laughs> and they tortured him, and he came back and boom! I just Took a shower, shaved, boom! Muscle still there, even though he hadn't worked out. he's still looking good. Uh, so you now that's why I do like this new guy.
0: It's good. Well, you know, the, the, that's been an hour, dude. So uh, oh, I am once again, thank you for doing this for me, being on my show. I, I, I enjoy
1: it quite a bit. I hope you will come on again sometime. Yeah, whenever, man. I mean, we'll go to my house, and so my dog can be in the background. <laughs> Good, um, you know, yeah. That's right.
0: We did. We went on location for this one, so I didn't, Jarvis hasn't made his uh, usual appearance, so we will have to do that so your dog can make an yeah,
1: appearance. Yeah, my wife was like, one take Snoopy with you. And I'm like,
0: would
1: oh, yeah, be perfect. <laughs> come in here and just mark his territory everywhere. But you can't do that because I already did.
0: Oh, well, there you go. He, he knows, right, too, no. that you're the boss. All right, all right. So I know. He's the boss. Uh, did you want to put up your, your Twitter handle? I know you uh, have one It's just,
1: one. Uh, it's just J- At JTaposte That's it I mean, At, at JTaposte on Twitter yeah, yeah, yeah Do you have a professional Facebook? Uh, I want to call it professional Okay But I mean If you don't want to get it out That's fine it's too It's just JoseTaposte I mean that's what I mean I go on there I'm also on Yuma Chat. That's where I put a lot of my stories and A lot of stuff that I put Accidents, stuff like that put on there um, And obviously That's pretty much it You know what? And I also have my car club, Nocturnal. Nocturnal? Nocturnal, man. And it's spelled the normal way? No, it's spelled not turner with a K. That's, that's what, what I thought I was going to say. Yeah, that's. and we get that thing messed up all the time. <laughs> all the
0: time. Well, you know, I, I, on Spout Twitter, you. I am at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Uh, if you want to go to Geek Elite, it's at Geek Elite Radio. So that's who followed me. That's right. That was That's who followed you. Um, at, Geek Elite, or at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, Geek Elite Radio on Facebook, and Geek Elite Radio.com is our website. Go and check us out. Download us on Stitcher or iTunes. iTunes give us a five-star rating and a review. We'd greatly appreciate it. But uh, until then, this has been Hey Mitch with Joe Taposte on the Geekly Radio Networks saying, Geek Out! We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.